of white voters to support the Republican candidate. And uh, that would be consistent with the theory that immigration is explaining the voting preferences of white voters. You know, we wrote this book before the 2016 election. So for better or worse, some would say that it was prescient of the uh, of the outcome. But it was just remarkable to us that when we were putting together this this book and the, our analysis is that from all these different angles, not just of, you know, um, who white voters supported, but also the kinds of policies that they favored, that it was really just that immigration was such a strong and important predictor in all of these different uh, political outcomes that we were exploring. And so I think that's where this idea that it was really this white backlash towards immigration, that's currently the political climate we live in today. When we come back, what Marissa Abrahano's thesis about a white backlash means for politics and elections. Stay with us. Support for Hidden Brain comes from Hinge, the dating app designed to be deleted for people who actually want to get off dating apps. As things open back up, many people are predicting a summer of casual dating as people make up for lost time by going on as many dates as possible. But Hinge's team of relationship scientists found that most singles on Hinge are not looking to do that. In fact, 75% of Hinge users who responded to a survey said they're committed to finding something serious this summer. These daters want to find their person and are committed to dating as their number one priority. That means there's a lot of people looking for love. If you're looking for a meaningful relationship, download Hinge. Meet someone great and delete dating apps for good. This is Hidden Brain. I'm Shankar Vedantam. We're talking with Marissa Abrahano, a political scientist at the University of California, San Diego. She's the co-author, along with Zoltan Heinel, of the book White Backlash, Immigration, Race, and American Politics. Marissa, your book came out in 2015, but as you said, in many ways it anticipated the central issue in Donald Trump's presidential campaign. Build a wall. At the time, Marissa, many pundits said Trump was running a campaign that was out of touch with a diverse America. But, but in many ways, your book shows he was actually running a campaign that was perfectly in touch with the anxieties of white voters. That's right. I think what pundits missed is that Trump isn't trying to attract all voters across the United States. He knew exactly what demographic and what base he was speaking to. And so, again, with these kinds of emotional appeals that are tied to a specific group of individuals, that pitch, that message resonated, as we all know now, extremely well with his supporters. And I think it was compounded also by the fact that we had eight years in Obama presidency. And so it's immigration also tied in with the issue of race. And this is why the subtitle of our book is Immigration, Race and Politics, because the two things, they at least in the context of the United States, they go hand in hand with one another. And so you have eight years of the presidency of the first African-American president in this country, coupled with uh, the specific campaign message of immigration uh, altogether tying in a lot of that racial resentment that happened in that past eight years, I think just is what galvanized his 
campaign and his presidency. So one one disturbing implication from your thesis, Marissa, is that we're heading to a situation where we have different political parties for people of color and people who are white. Uh, and, and increasingly, what this means is that our political divides become racial divides. Indeed. And that's uh, one of the, uh, again, more pessimistic outcomes of this research is that really, you know, race, as we all know, is such a fundamental cleavage in our society. But I think also Republicans willingly took on that strategy and are using it to their advantage, clearly. There's an interesting tension here, it seems to me, for both the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. You know, we we alluded to this some time earlier, but what might be in the interest of each party in the short term might not be in its interest in the long term. Can you talk about that from the point of view of both